Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Join me are my co-host, Joseph. Hello. Jay Hugh. What's up? Still no Ian. I don't know. His butthole problem flared back up, I guess. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a chronic. <laughs> yeah, it's a chronic <laughs> issue. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the, yeah, I mean, movie event of the decade, uh, Avengers Endgame. I realize we've We've already released two episodes about this, but now we're going to have Jason's opinion on it's, it. It's like one and a half and, and a little a little behind the scenes. When we were debating what this week's that episode was going to be about, I was really pushing for more Endgame because I wanted to talk about Endgame. Yeah. Uh, but also, Ian was pushing for it because Ian has decided he fucking hates Endgame. It's a piece of shit movie, <laughs> dude. At the last minute, Ian can't show up, so... So, you know, I'm breathless with anticipation to find out. With <laughs> Although I have theories that Ian actually hates it for the same reason I love it, like the main reason I love it. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that when we get to that. Uh, the other thing we're going to talk about is Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 3, The Long Night. I'm sure we also have strong opinions. We definitely do. Um, I have very strong ones. <laughs> battle of Winterfell, uh, the longest battle they've ever filmed. Like, you know, essentially the thing we've been building through since the first fucking scene of this TV show. 100%. So, Put a pin in that. Yep. We'll come back to it. Let's start with Avengers. Say, before we get into anything, since since uh, we were down one phony when we did the review, I'd, I'd love to just hear what your general thoughts are. right there first. Yeah. I fucking loved it. I mean, I could not... Have loved it more. You know, I How, did you just have you just seen it once? I've just seen it once. I, I plan on seeing it again next weekend. Uh, but yeah, I you know it's funny. I, I listened to your guys, the the two you did, and you know, uh, I, at first I was sort of critical of no spoilers because literally all you guys said on that was that was really cool. Yeah, and yeah. Then, yeah, that was really cool. And then Ian was like, that wasn't very cool. And then you guys, no, that was fucking cool. <laughs> and then he was like, okay, that was kind of cool. If, if you want, that's, it, a, that's our recap of our spoiler-free episode. But, but I went, but after I saw it, literally all I had to say was, that was fucking cool. <laughs> Man, that was cool. But it was really fucking cool. Uh, it was, you know, a payoff of 20-odd movies. I mean... One of the reasons I also want to talk about it, it's insane how much money it made this weekend. A ton. Considering that, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, well, yeah, it made a lot of money. It's a big summer blockbuster movie. But, man, it breaks so many rules of what... Mm-hmm. It's not just a movie you have to watch 20 other movies to understand. It's the fucking sequel to a movie <laughs> you have to watch 20 movies to understand. And it made $1.2 billion with a fucking B dollars. In five days. In five days. That's bananas. It was three hours long. Yep. You know, uh, just everything they say that, you know, is like, well, that's not how you make money out of a big summer blockbuster. It's like double birds to that shit. I know. We're doing I, it. To, to that point, you know, one of the one of the limitations for a long movie like this is you get less show times than a day. You yeah. Imagine how much money this this movie would have made if it was like, you just know. Just a half an hour shorter. Yeah, just a half an hour or, or 2.15 or something. Half an hour shorter means that, you know, uh, you know, normal theaters could get five shows instead of four out of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know. Which, I'm, sh- I'm sure which I'm is 25% yeah. more money. Yeah. We've made it a point out here to say we all met by working in a theater. Mm. So we care probably more about that side of things than other people do. But it is such an interesting perspective to think. Yeah, like you're saying, you're at four shows a day mm. and you're packing out 
every single one of them. I mean, top to bottom, people are just, it's a, like a movement. Like, you don't even know, I can't even fathom what it takes to make $1.2 billion right. in five days. On a three-hour movie. Uh, on a three-hour three, movie. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I made the movie schedule for years and years and years, and I can just imagine how pissed I would be trying to maximize shows yeah. on this three-hour fucking movie. In, like, all of your theaters. And yeah. knowing also that it was a Marvel movie and everybody was going to stay till the last fucking scene. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's the other problem. I mean, the movie doesn't have... And, by the way, there's going to be spoilers fucking galore. Yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, we are not going to avoid them. There's no end credits or anything right, like that in this none. movie. I walked out being, like, the second time I saw it, like, hey, guys, there's nothing, like, come right. on, let's go. And people just look at me and they're like, fuck you, like, I Dude, mean, a, I, but I'm with a friend of mine who saw it before me. He's like, "Hey, man, you know, stay to the end. There's no, uh, there's no end credits." I was like, "I'm pretty sure you're wrong." About that. <laughs> I have seen Marvel movies, and there are end credits. Did you stay to the end? I did. I stayed did, to the very. Did end. you hear the metal? I heard play? the metal thing. Yeah. yeah, which you know was cool. And actually, I'll get to it later. But I believe it has a significance. Oh. Um, but um, yeah, it's so so. Let's not even pretend like there's not going to be spoilers. Let's just get to spoilers, spoilers, yeah. spoilers right now. If you don't want to hear spoilers, turn this shit off because <laughs> I want to open with. I'm pretty sure I'm the only human on Earth who said Cap lives, Iron Man dies. I think you had said Cap lives too because you said he's got to do the dance. Yeah. I said he's got to do the dance. We agreed on that. Yeah. But uh, but I, I think we could go to the tape. I said. Cap lives, Iron Man dies, Jehu is the right. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, part of me that was just, that's counterculture Jehu. Right. You know, coming out. That's not an actual theory. Right. But it uh, turns out you were correct. I think it just makes more sense. I mean, it did. It, it, is, it is closure for, from the first movie. And for the themes they've been sitting up mm-hmm. for the few, and their interaction, the Tony telling him he needs to live a life, mm-hmm. uh, you know, him telling, uh, Cap telling Tony, he's gotta, you know, he's sometime gonna have, someday gonna have to make the big sacrifice, you know? That's true. It, uh, you know, it made so much sense. Really, everybody's ending made sense in this movie. Agreed, yeah. One thing I think there, on that note, kind of, like you're talking about, the endings all made sense right. for the original six. Uh, uh, to that point, man, the Russo brothers have a skill that I don't think anyone else really has mastered which is they give everybody the appropriate amount yeah, of screen it's, it's time yeah it's genuinely amazing 100% e- even when everyone returns from the dead right. everyone gets a moment right. and that moment perfectly captures who that character is like even the Drax one Drax doesn't talk but he's mm. just stabbing Seven, a guy yep. in the back right. and you're like that's perfect Drax right. like it just they i don't I, can't, I don't even get it like it's, i don't know how they do it it's unbelievable the amount of things that they have they have successfully navigated and put together because i mean it's one of those things where you could have you could have had all the things that are in this movie mm-hmm. you could have accomplished the same amount of fan service and it would have been an incomprehensible mess yep and you could have also had a movie that felt like satisfying that wouldn't have nearly the amount of right. things that they they actually tied off yeah. Um, so to, to, to do all of that is, is genuinely amazing. Yep. It, it's funny because a whole lot of this were just extended people talking to each other scenes. And it's the kind of thing. Especially for the first like third of the movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
And it's the kind of thing that I'm sure in the olden days, somebody, some bigwig would have said, well, we can't have a three-hour movie with that much shit on there. But every bit of it needed yep. it needed mm-hmm. it for it to be one of these movies. There's like a two-minute scene where uh, Nat and Kaff are talking about sandwiches. Right, yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, another big spoiler issue, I you know I want to get to you know uh, if you haven't seen it and you're still listening to us even though we're telling you spoilers, 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 uh, everybody comes back. You know everybody stops being dead and they come back. Well, everybody who died in the snap stops yes, being right. dead. Yeah, uh, they come back and they are aware that five years have passed. Five years have passed. So the reason I bring this up is. I always count on Joseph to find holes in things. And you didn't on this, and I was so disappointed. How the fuck are Peter's friends still we, in high we, school? We talked about this. We did actions. talk about this. Uh, They've actually answered this. Oh, they Marvel have. has. That his friends also were gone in the snap. So all of his friends also yeah, disappeared. I agree. It's, it's a that's cheat bullshit. answer. But yeah. that's I mean, true. it's also bullshit that the original six Avengers all got very, not, you know, very it, true. It's, it's right. the same premise. Um, which It just seemed like Ned knew he was gone and Ned was not Agreed. Gone. But I also think that it could be that Ned knows that Peter is Spider-Man. So he knows what Spider-Man has done. Okay, that's yeah. true. That's he, true. You know, he just went through this fight with Thanos. Well, I, I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast or, you know, outside of uh, the you discussion. You didn't, because I, I literally listened to the podcast. We talked about it on the that. way home. Be, I, be, because I was, I was thinking to myself, they have, they have, they have had to have some, some really like organized conversations in about 20 minutes. Because right. I'm assuming from like, from the moment they, they snap to the explosion in, in the thing to when they actually appear like tops. It's twenty minutes, right? So yeah, there's there's some high level organizational shit right. going on there, right? I yeah, I mean, which brings me to I think the part that Ian dislikes and the part that I loved is that this universe is a wacky fucking mess now. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, time travel. You know, they have the conversation about changing the past versus. You can't change the past. Back to the future rules versus lost rules. But then the ancient one says, no, it's not like that. She introduces the Marvel Universe uh, rules, which is they've stuck with since the 70s is you can go back and change it, but the non-change timeline will still exist. So they created like about four different timelines in this fucking movie, you know? Because by killing Thanos, Thanos never does the snap. I and mean, that's the tough part, right? Like, that Thanos never does the snap. Right, the, yeah. The Thanos who dies at the beginning of the movie still had done the snap. That's what I'm saying, but both branches have to exist yeah. now, yes. you know? Yeah, yeah, you get the, you have Thanos dying, right. Gamora living, right? Nebula dying, and I would say... That's a good point, they've saved two timelines. Right. Uh, <laughs> Cap, Peggy, which I don't even entirely know if that really changes things. We know Peggy got married. They never specify who her husband is. And I mean, look, I get that it would be a throwaway, a li- a throwaway line that people would probably get mad at. But you could just be like, Cap retired, just like was a stay-at-home dad. People didn't really see him. Right. Peggy was still the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. Everything else was the same. I don't think that changes as much as people think it right. does. I, I also... Okay, it's very hard to do this in an organized fashion. Because I also, you know... Now it's like... Well, no, I, I want to finish my thought on just the wacky fucking world. Because also, 
I am fascinated by the fucking Twilight Zone science fiction world they live in now where half of the fucking population disappeared for five years. Mm -hmm. I would just watch a show about people's lives in that world, you know? Uh, where, where, does, where does Marvel stand on Daredevil? I know they can't produce a TV show for two years, but can they produce a Daredevil movie? Theoretically, I would say that's true, but I don't know. Now would be the greatest time for a Daredevil movie because any lawyer on Earth is going to suddenly be practicing five years later law. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like people who got remarried during the snap, yep. orphaned kids who got adopted by other people, businesses that got sold off and shit like that. Like usually when you do a Daredevil TV show or movie or whatever, it's like, well, I just want to see Daredevil point shit, punch shit. I don't want to see the fucking courtroom drama and shit. I can watch Boston Legal for that shit. Or God, whatever. I miss Boston Legal. Boston I'm so Legal glad you totally made that reference. Show. Carry on. <laughs> but, uh, but I would be super into watching like a Daredevil show now dealing with the fine, kind of just wacky bullshit that the snap has caused. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm actually down with bringing back Netflix Foggy Nelson. Right. Yeah. I wasn't on board, but I feel like he would be perfect for this. <laughs> there was actually a mid-audies She-Hulk TV show. I mean, t not TV show, comic book, where she did, like, superhero law. Yeah. So there was... And there I mean, was, this this would also be a good option in the exact same thing yeah. you could right. do. Yeah. Because there, there was, like, an issue where the Thanos snap was a point in a court case and that. There was a guy who was trying to sue the person who had killed him. And, you know, they were basically like, well, a dead person can't be a, a witness because he was a ghost in a courtroom. And they bring the thing on stand and, you know, he had just came back from the dead. And, you know, basically they were making fun of the fact that superhero people come back from the dead all the time. And they're like, okay, everyone in the courtroom who disappeared for a few days during what's known as the Infinity Snap raised their hand. And half the people in the courtroom raised their hand. It was a great fucking scene. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I want to see shit like that from this universe. I don't think you will, but it would be interesting to see. It would be a great thing, I think, to use the Disney Plus show. Absolutely. For. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the other thing. Like, you know, you say there's no end credit scenes in this, but there's end credit scenes. They're just in the movie mm -hmm. because there's there's multiple advertisements for yes. where they're going with that shit. So I think that's a good transition into to yeah. that specifically. The, uh, you have Bucky Falcon. Yep. Which, which is going to be a television series on the Disney Plus. Correct. Which, we, I, which show again? I was, you know, we end the film with Falcon becoming Captain America, essentially, or being the chosen one to be the next Captain America. I think the show... Probably he doesn't become Cap until the very end. And I'm still not convinced that either A, Steve Rogers is completely done, that Bucky isn't going to have bear some of that weight. Uh, I like, I'm just not. They've, I'm not just, they've just teased Bucky too hard to yeah. be Captain America to not pay it off. Well, I, I'll tell you this. When, when Falcon became Cap in comics, I did not enjoy it at all. Mm -hmm. It was too soon after Bucky being Cap. And it what like. Bucky being Cap is one of the best comic book stories of all time, and it's definitely the best version of the remove, replace, mm. return yeah. type storyline. Uh, and the Falcon Cap just was not as organized. And plus, Falcon had a great identity on his own. He didn't need to mm -hmm. do anybody. Mm -hmm. But this is reversed. Winter Soldier's way more established as a cool character in this. Falcon getting the bump is good for Falcon. But I do agree, I think the show will be, a, a part of it will be him leading up to where he's ready to do it. Because yeah. there was part of that in the Bucky Cap story. Like, after Captain America died, like, Bucky wasn't Captain America for, like, a year worth of stories. Mm -hmm. So I think they'll do that. And I'm 
pretty, I'm pretty fucking into that scene. That was the thing I was going to talk about uh, earlier. I think Steve was still active behind the scenes because Bucky knew he was there to talk to Falcon and not him. You think Bucky and you think Steve Rogers and and Bucky had come across each other? I think they'd come across each other. And there's also this. Uh, Scarlet Witch is dead and she's one of the few people, uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, Black Widow is dead and she's one of the few people with a movie on the books. Yep. What the fuck is that movie going to be? Oh, it's going to be a prequel movie. I think that movie's going to be her transition into S.H.I.E.L.D. Then maybe that's where some of this gets, if it's a prequel movie, not only do maybe we get answered how do her and Winter Soldier know each other, maybe we find out a little of what was going on in Cap with Cap in that interim. Maybe we don't see maybe. him, but we still find out. That could be. Could I be. agree with you. I don't think we're done with him. I think we're done with him for a while, but Chris Evans is still young, and he could play that role again. Yep. And it, it may be to, like, Secret Wars. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it could be another 10 years from now, I'm, but I feel like... They, they, they have also set the precedent that Cap does age, so yes. they, they can definitely continue to do that even as he gets older. When, right. when they do Secret Wars, Cap gets plucked out. He's 45 years old. This, Guess that, what? That's what Chris... You know, Chris that was, that was an intentional choice to me. Yeah. I think I think there's no way when we get to the point where there's an X-Men versus Avengers movies, we don't get the OG cast of the Avengers for that. So Even Tony? I Okay, here's what I think is going on with Tony. I mean, Tony. RDJ is like pushing like 60. Oh, no, I, I think we have seen, I think we've seen Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man for the last time. I don't think we've heard him as Iron Man for the last time. Hmm. I think that... Force Ghost. Uh, well... Ultron. <laughs> You know, we saw the real Jarvis in this. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Jarvis wasn't just a fake program. It was based on a person. Yeah. Tony Stark is a narcissist. Why would he leave just a videotape for DeRay's daughter when he can make a computer program to raise his daughter? Particularly when... Could you, could you imagine Pepper Potts arguing with a fucking hologram right. of Tony Stark? That, that's but it's like her, but... Like the movie Her, yeah. but it's Pepper instead of Joaquin, and it's RDJ versus Scojo. I want that movie. But By the way, Tony Stark's greatest invention is not the Iron Man suit or time travel. It's that device that he can move his hands on a few times <laughs> yeah. and invent any fucking thing <laughs> yeah, he yeah, wants. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty awesome. Uh, next up, we got saw another thing that was set up directly in this movie. Uh, the, Loki t- uh, lo- the Loki TV show. Uh, the Loki does. <laughs> oh, Loki's another one that the timeline gets all messed Correct. up. Correct, yeah. They, they, they screwed the pooch on that one. And now uh, Loki has the Space Stone in one of the alternate timelines, and that is 100% what the show is going to be about. Agreed. Right. Yeah. I, I also, though, I feel like we're discounting Marvel's ability to fix these things if, you know, if they're problems. I don't right. necessarily oh, yeah, they're yeah, problems. For sure. You give yourself, you've now, you know, taken Loki, who is like evil Loki. This isn't like redeemed Loki. Well, again, they have come back and clarified that part of Loki's being evil in the Avengers is because he was being controlled by the Mind Stone. For sure, but this is like uh, yeah, yeah, I understand. Prior to his mom dying, right. and he was real close to her, and like, almost a whole bunch of things. I still think Loki's darker than ev- evil. Loki is a stretch. Maybe anti-hero Loki. Okay, right. you could end that Loki show with somehow Loki accidentally ending up right back in the Battle of New York. Mm-hmm. Right. And boom, that problem is solved right. again. Um, I'm not saying they do do that. I'm just saying it, I, I feel like people are too quick to be like, oh, you fucked it up now because Loki's gone. Well, no, like it's a it's a comic book movie. Like they could easily write it in and fix it. But another thing with that. OK, where does Gamora go at the end? You know, the yeah, Gam- well, that's what Guardians 3 is going to be. About. Right. Well, but also if Scarlet Witch is alive, 
If they did, if she is alive for her next movie, then that would also mean original Gamora is alive. Are you still talking about Black Widow again? Yeah, why did I? Why I don't know. Saying Scarlet Witch when I say Black Widow. So okay, forget there's what a, I just there's said. There's a color. Okay, <laughs> Black Widow. If she's alive, you're saying if the movie is a sequel, right? Then that would probably also mean that Gamora is alive, and there's two Gamoras. See, I have heard a theory that the Guardians use Adam Warlock. To tap into the power of the soul stone and pull out Gamora's soul. Ah, that, you know what? That's, I mean, that's not, I can't see that not happening, actually. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense for who Adam Warlock is and what happened to Gamora, so. I mean, look, if there's one thing I feel like we haven't had the balls to go for is, is clones. Right. In uh, in the Marvel right. universe, and I'm fucking down for it. Right. I, I mean, I, they're kind of close. I love clone drama. <laughs> I'm all about that shit. Well, um, let me tell you about this Will Smith movie. That's <laughs> touche. <laughs> you know, um, I, so you know, I watched this was a big crowd, and I, I I've always been a proponent mm. of watching big movies like this was with a big crowd is is uh, is better. I was really taxed on my belief with this one because I sat right in front of the dumbest human beings on earth. <laughs> I was sitting behind, right in front of a woman who not only seems to have not seen any of these movies, but pretty unaware of the concept of their existence. Or her husband or boyfriend who had seen them all and was explaining it to her as it happened. Ugh. Fun stuff. And, and he and also this guy, anytime something was about to happen from the trailer, he would say the line. So like so like when uh when you when, you sat in front of monsters. Yeah, so <laughs> when uh when uh Thor throws the hammer in front of Captain Marvel and it comes and it comes back, he he says the I like this one right before Chris Hemsworth said I like this one. So I was like, man, I'm not doing this shit anymore. At least that ended real quick because the trailer <laughs> bits were like right, the first. Yeah. That's true. But there was the payoff, because man, when Captain America picks up that fucking hammer, the crowd goes ape shit. Yeah. See, in my in my showing, they did not. Oh, I really? started, I started yeah. the clap in yeah, my showing yeah. again. I was I turned to Kate and I was like, it's like we're like 20 seconds from what's about to happen, but I'm gonna start clapping right now. <laughs> Cause it's that awesome. Dude, it was it was uh, it was the glass breaking and Stone Cold Steve Austin coming down the ramp in 1998. It was the biggest fucking pop I'd ever heard yeah. of just strangers yelling at a movie screen that couldn't hear them. It was an epic moment. My favorite cat moment of the movie, though, is actually the elevator scene. The elevator scene is great. The elevator scene is so fucking awesome. It's, it's such a good callback to arguably like the best fight scene across the entire MCU. Oh, yeah. And I, and the whole time I'm like, are they really gonna do it again? Because I'm kind of cool if they do it oh, again, yeah. even though we've but, already but seen I, it. I love it because they build that tension again. They build yeah. the same tension as they did, and they and they go a completely different direction. Yeah. Rumlow, I was like, oh, they're gonna do it. <laughs> but then to pull out the hail Hydra thing, which you know references something that was fairly recent and very controversial, right? Uh, but also like undercut that moment right. in a new, inventive way. That that scene was perfect for me. It was it was a line that was. Sort of funny to most people and very funny yeah. to very specific people. And also, man, uh, my favorite scene in the whole movie. Well, I, I also, something else I want to think. Did it feel like the scene where the big three are fighting Thanos on the charred wasteland was kind of deliberate shade on Batman versus Superman? Oh, 100%. I thought it was like holy trinity yeah, moment it was, again. It was like, you can do this and it can be good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just taking turns to punch. Mm-hmm. You can have like moments in this that people fucking care about. But uh, 
when everybody's defeated and it's Cap standing there alone. And right now, I swear to God, I'm getting chill bumps thinking about yeah. it right now. And him standing not against Thanos, but the whole fucking army. That's just a great fucking it's, movie it's, moment. It's <laughs> great. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, 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 it's an amazing scene. It perfectly captures Cap. But again, undercuts what they've done before in such a cool way. Because right. you expect him to say, I can do this all day. Right. And the fact that he doesn't right. makes it even right. better. No, totally. No, he's like, he knows this is it. Yeah. I'm fucking done. And then, you know, when he hears the thing on there, you're right there with him. He's like, cool. how the fuck is he hearing yeah. Falcon? Yeah. And when they all start coming, they man... That's just great. I mean, again, I'm turning into this was so cool, but this was so fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, we literally that's why we did this episode because <laughs> it was so cool. Yeah, I mean, we I, we got to round it up because we got to get to Game of Thrones. Yeah. But um, is there anything that we want to hit? There, uh, lightning round, real fast. There, there's a couple things. I do wonder if the Thanos snap plays into the mutants, plays into the Eternals. Still feel like it has to. I, I think I think it's going to be that mutants already existed. But this is going to be like what kicks in the next evolutionary step. Like the, I, I feel like Magneto and Professor X will have, have to already have been out there just to be their places in the mm-hmm. universe. But it's going to be like mutants really kick up a notch because of this. I did have one idea. I still want you to do your other one. Do we think Vision comes back or do we think the WandaVision show is a prequel? I think Vision comes back, but I think th- think Vision has his feelings. Yes, like, I, like gray vision. Yeah. All, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. The other thing is, I think it plays into the Eternals. The uh, the you know one of the things with the Eternals in there is the Celestials and their judgment. Mm-hmm. I think because the Earth people have fucked up time and that they've and that they defeated something they should not have been able to defeat. That's going to be what gets the mm. uh, uh, gets the attention of the Celestials. Well, and then that that just I mean, again, I'm with you. I think the branch timeline thing. Zany, crazy. Right. It's a fucking comic book movie. That's fine. The people who hate that, you could say, say something like the Eternals come in and like they have to correct this right. and fix like your like whatever the Terrans did or whatever. Right. right. They, it, it that could just be set up for the future right. of the universe. Right. Right. Is now you have a wacky timeline. Other things they they set up at the end of this movie. Uh, two of the big three are are kind of sent off. One to the the great beyond, and one to. Uh, a retirement home, right? And uh, the other one ends up at the, uh, the with the Guardians of the Galaxy, and there's that great scene between Star Lord and and Thor. Yep, kind of vying for. Uh, my wife actually had a great idea for the next one because it's very clearly going to be you know the Guardians with Thor going to search out Gamora, Gamora who doesn't remember Star Lord. What if what if both Thor and Star Lord are like vying for Gamora? Ooh, that'd that, be funny. I, I would. Be Wouldn't that be fucking amazing? Yeah. Yes. On that note. I hope they make Thor 4 and it's about Valkyrie. I hope Valkyrie's the new sure. Thor. Uh, you know, the only thing I think that they really fucked up about that is I think Valkyrie would be more uh, more interesting if Thor if more of Asgard were left. They that shouldn't have be. killed off the Warriors 3. Oh, that would, that would, yeah, that that's would that's make a good it point. better. And, yeah. and where the fuck is Sif? Yeah, we still haven't seen you, her. We still don't know where Sif is, but whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Blind spot. She's yeah. back in that show. 
Uh, so, th- so just general things that we know are coming up in the Marvel Universe. The only thing that has slated and has a date, Spider-Man Far From Home coming up soon. Sad Peter Parker going on a vacation looking for a new daddy figure. She uh, finds a Nick Fury. Maybe. It's no, a weird it's choice. A creepy uncle. Yeah, maybe. That's, that's <laughs> probably more appropriate. We're going to have a Doctor Strange 2. At da- some point. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther 2, which I, I, if I remember correctly, um, what's his face? Ryan Coogler. Ryan Coogler wanted to come back. I believe Scott Derrickson is also coming back for Doctor Strange 2. All right. <laughs> um, you, know, you didn't like Doctor Strange? I don't. I think he's better in both the Avengers movies than he is in Doctor oh, but, Strange. I mean, I agree with that 100%. I just think that a better filmmaker could do better <laughs> things with him. But that's just me. Uh, undoubtedly a Captain Marvel 2, because it made a lot of money. Right. Uh, the Black Widow prequel, which we've talked about. The Eternals, which we've also leaned right. into. Uh, Hawkeye TV show, which I think they set up for what we've talked about earlier, kind right. of the passing on the mantle. He's training yeah. his daughter to take over whoever. And then uh, Shang-Chi, which... I can't remember, was that a movie or a TV show? That, that's no, right. that's a movie. That's a movie. Yeah, that yeah. Jehu's super excited about. I believe the uh, Black Widow goes into production in June. Eternals is later this year. And I think Shang-Chi is the next one being the, made. The, they, they said they intend to have three movies in 2020, 2021, and 2022. That's the, 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 wow. the, the current plan. So what movies do you think are under wraps now that we're going to find out? As soon as as soon as this has died down, because I feel like there's things that they haven't told us that we oh, agreed. Find. We we, uh, we know, have in fact done an entire episode on this. When you you know you go back a few years and they announced like the entire Phase Three slate, mm-hmm. I feel like you know the Civil War being the big reveal there. Right. I think you may get something similar here. Either instead of an Avengers movie, the it would be a new Avengers or a young Avengers. Right. Um, I think you could. I think you've set yourself up for Young Avengers. Young Avengers would be you great. Have, you could have Satcher because you have Cassie Lang. She's older now. Right. Uh, Peter could kind of be the leader. We don't know what the age, you know, we don't know like what they're going to, their plan is for like Shang-Chi. Captain Marvel's, what we do with Captain Marvel 2 could set up, you know, like Miss Marvel maybe. Right. I think there's a lot of opportunity. Or oh, even, um, you know, they brought that stupid kid back from Iron Man 3. They right. did. Right. Uh, for some reason. You know, either just for tribute or, yeah, maybe I you're setting him up to be. I honestly think that was just there because one of my immediate thoughts after the movies was the Iron Man movies are basically not even a thing. Yeah. You know, that was like, no, man, the Iron Man movies count. Here's that kid from Iron <laughs> Man 3, the one that counted the least. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you have enough characters there to do a Young Avengers movie. No, definitely. I, I, I would be super down for that. Um, but definitely that would yeah. be my pick. Yeah. Uh, honestly, if, if you, did, did you have a pick for this? You're, I, were you setting yourself I, up no, for I something? Really, I really didn't. It, it just, okay. I felt like, you know, I know we've speculated yeah. about this a lot in the past, but it feels like this would have given me more ideas yeah. and it really hasn't. I can't think of, you know, particularly since we already know where Bucky and Falcon are going. Like, I don't think there's, we're going to suddenly get a cat movie. Yeah. Uh, sure. You know, uh, I mean, the the biggest wild card is what they do with the Iron Man character now, because they're not going to let that character just fade into obscurity. But they haven't set up anybody to put on that armor. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. I mean, it definitely, if 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 uh, if you'd like to to hear more speculation, uh, predictions. Yeah, predictions and uh, just general wish fulfillment hopes uh, <laughs> uh, for for what kind of uh, more distant. Marvel movies are more under wraps movies that might be in the pipeline. We have an episode that's all about that. So check Rampant out our back catalog. Rampant <laughs> speculation. It's it's 
None it's, of that is actually, actually almost reckless. It's funny. I almost listened to that episode re- recently because I came up with. I, I do this thing sometimes where I come up with a great idea and I'll, I'll I'll say, "Hey, I have this great idea," and Sarah's like, "You've had that great idea like five times." Yeah. So I've uh, so I the other day I was like, "Man, you know who'd make a good Fantastic Four? The cast of Sunny." <laughs> you know, Dennis is Mr. Fantastic. Uh, D is uh, is Sue Storm. Uh, Mac is uh, Johnny Storm. And, you know, uh, uh, Charlie is, yeah. is Ben Grimm. And Danny DeVito <laughs> is the Mole Man. But as I was saying that, I was like, did I already say that on an episode? I don't you remember if not. you did. <laughs> but it's good. That is good. All right, so now we're going to turn our attention to the other big culmination of pop culture this weekend game of thrones because we have to we have to it essentially the night king and his giant army of white walkers and whites move on winterfell it, it is that's what happens it is it has been the thing they've been setting up since episode fucking one i mean scene one scene, scene one, one episode, episode one. one having said that again like game of thrones avengers it's all, all gonna be spoilers i fucking hated this episode ditto i it was Awful. Oh man, I I, I knew you. Ha- I, I I knew a Christian hated going. In. I didn't know you hated it. But then you hate everything. You clearly don't. So look, I I, I have a confession to make. Right. When we first decided that we were going to do Game of Thrones on the podcast, right. this has been a fulfillment of me for like three or four years ago, where I just wanted to have a podcast where I just shit on Game of Thrones. <laughs> right, right. Um, but then the first two episodes came on, and they were pretty good. And so this is like, I don't know how to feel about it, because now I get to fulfill what I've always wanted to do. But at the same time, I was like, no, I wanted it to it be good, It comes with though. disappointment. It well, does. Well, also, doing a little backstep, we haven't talked about how awesome that second episode was. We talked about it last week, but yes, yeah, second episode. Did, did was that episode come out? We put yeah. out a lot of fucking episodes no, last week. I thought I'd listen to everything. I it wasn't came out on. I think Saturday, oh, Friday yeah. or yeah. Saturday. Yeah. Well, I mean, that episode was fucking great, and I, I I had a Deadpool after it, and I got some things right, and I got some things wrong, but uh, but yeah, um, that's but, yeah. one of my chief problems with this episode. Oh, episode really? three was the the Deadpool. Yep. But. Who wants to go first? I've already said my opinion. I could go into specifics, but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, it, it's it's well worse than Transformers. It's all the worst things that's been going on with the show for the last couple seasons. The the hero armor, the nonsense logic, and again, like I'm I'm not I'm not fucking cinema sins here. Like I'm not saying that everything in a fucking fantasy world with dragons has to make the most sense, but it has to make enough sense that you don't sit there and be like. Why didn't they think of this? Okay, so here's here's on that note. It went to my chief problems with Game of Thrones is Game of Thrones is fantasy for the masses. And I am a fantasy freak. I love fantasy stories. Right. And one of my biggest problems is those dudes do not know how to write fantasy because every detail matters in a fantasy story. So why the hell do we have characters? And and you said it great when you were talking about, you know, John being a leader and Sansa being a ruler. There are several characters in that show that are good leaders. They're good like generals. They're in. They're yeah, yeah. Jamie, John. And there are people who are known for being smart. Yes. Yeah, yeah. They do a good job. And guess what happens throughout this course of these 8 or 9 years we've been going, all of these people get a Valerian steel sword. And yet, does that matter? One fucking iota in this show? No. Nope. Not at all. One thing that I, I liked it. I didn't. I, I, what I mean is, I didn't get payoff for a storyline that I feel like has been building. To oh, for sure. For years. I, I definitely have some problems with the payoff of this not being the end of the story. 
Yes, like also I, true. I think a bunch of people squabbling over the throne after this is, is a little anti. Well, it, it also it also ruins to me the point of the Game of Thrones. I commented on I think when and Ian said it the other week, which is you know who's going to like win and like I th- I think the whole thing is if anyone wins the Game of Thrones, like the whole thing is fucking pointless. Right. Like that's not what this fucking show has been about, and apparently it fucking is though. Right. See that, and it would have made just again. It, you, if you do this fight for the throne and people support Danny or whatever, and Danny wins, blah blah blah, and then you you had this point where armies are depleted. Maybe she had already lost one dragon. Now she's lost maybe a second because of what Cersei's built, and now you have to face the Night King. It seems like such an unbeatable task, mm-hmm. right. but because you faced the Night King in Episode Three. I'm pretty sure you're going to be them because you still have to go kill Cersei. Right, right, right. It just felt backwards. Well, I, I, I going into this thought that they would lose and have to retreat. Yeah, we had discussed or, that, and I think we'd all agreed. Or I thought they were going to snatch Bran, and then they were like, "That's all we want out of this," and then they'd be gone. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, neither of those things are the things <laughs> that happen. I, you know, I, I obviously liked it a lot more than you guys did. I don't think it's the ba- best massive battle episode they mm. did. Uh, I tell you one thing. One thing I I didn't like. Um, I don't think because I didn't really get this till the recap at the end where those two boring dudes talk yeah. about their show. Um, I um, I uh, I didn't understand that when Danny <laughs> flew off in the beginning, that fucked everything up. Yeah. The episode makes more sense when you know that uh-huh. because it's like. Oh, because up until that, when I was watching, I was like, oh, these guys just have a plan. It just didn't work. No. But no, it was Danny got hot-headed and fucked the whole plan yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, like, whole, the whole plan was fucked anyway. Right. It would have been fucked if she was there. Right. But. Yeah, the whole, um, the dead are already here. That's what initiates all the other shit that starts. But, I mean, it's, I was, I was really good with the first five to ten minutes and the last three minutes. Right. And the fact I had to sit through 79 other minutes right. was very it, disappointing. It was definitely too, because my favorite battle thing that they did of all the battle episodes, I think it was called Hardhorn, the one north yeah, of the Yeah, Hard Home. Yeah. That's uh, a really good one. That And I think part of the reason it was so good is because it was like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like a whole episode. Mm-hmm. Also in the middle of the day. Right. Yeah, th- I mean, definitely the darkness was... I don't know if it was a mistake or like, well, you know, we got to save some of that special effects money. So dark special effects that you can't see are see, easier than. I, I mean, I think th- I think that was an important decision for like why that battle was so scary. Right. Because you literally like, I mean, one, it's it's the enemy. It's the darkness. It's the right. enemy in the darkness. The shadow. It's like, right. It's like that primal the human boogeyman. fear. Yeah, it's the boogeyman. Um, but it also I feel like it. Um, more highlights that gap between the deficiencies of the living versus right. the non-deficiencies of fighting the dead. Right. And and so, like, I, I understand, like, that decision, and I'm okay with that. I know a lot of people weren't okay with it because they didn't have nice TVs that can tell the difference between the different <laughs> shades of black. Right. Um, I have a pretty nice-ass TV, and it was still very hard to see. I tell you what one big problem with it was is that they should have started Game of Thrones this year a week early. Because this really was a letdown. This might have been a much cooler thing 
if it didn't come out like four days after uh, Endgame. Are you talking about like death-wise? Or... I'm just talking about the whole thing, the payoff mm-hmm. in the battle. It was very obvious that in this battle, not everybody got their big moment. Mm-hmm. Onion Knight didn't get a big moment. Jamie didn't get a big moment. Whereas if you look at the big battle in Endgame, yeah. everybody got their big moment. Mm-hmm. That's true. It would have been better if we would have saw this. Like it was anticlimactic to see this after there something were, where the same thing was done really there's well. also more real loss in the avengers movie right. than there was in this fucking movie. that's that's one of the hardest things to accept about this because game of thrones is known for like killing your favorite character right in in four seasons yeah first four seasons it, and then it undercuts what you expect to happen mm-hmm. by killing those people so like the red wedding is the best example where rob and catelyn were like the main characters right and they're gone. And so in this one, I thought we had a lot of expectations. We had a lot of theories of what was going to happen. And I expected those things to be thrown out the window because somebody would unexpectedly die. And after episode two, I thought it was Jamie. I was convinced that Jamie or Brienne were going to die. Their story seemed to wrap right. up in episode two. Mm-hmm. Well, and- my theory going into because, you know, actually, if you look back at the big battle episodes, we don't actually always lose a lot of big ter- characters in mm-hmm. it. Like, uh, Ygritte, was that the redhead yeah, girl's yeah. name? And and uh, Rickon are, like, the biggest characters we've lost in, like, big battles. But I thought this, oh, there's going to have to be some original gangsters that go yeah. out. Like, some episode one people. Turns like out that. Tyrion was right. Everyone in that freaking room I lived. Thought, I thought everyone in the room but Tyranny was gone. I thought they were all dead. Even yeah. fucking Podrick survived. When, yeah. when he says, and when he said, you know, I think we're going to survive, I was like, oh, that's that's a death sentence. Mm-hmm. So maybe it is the show, like, turning it on its right. head. But it, it didn't have payoff when, like, your biggest characters were Theon and Jorah, whose, whose arcs ended three seasons ago, and they've simply been dragging them along yeah. to well, get them to this moment. I, I'll say that I really, Theon's death was good. It Theon, was good. Theon it was good. went out like a champ. I mean, he went out like a champ, but for no fucking reason. But I mean, he, he got the thing he needed the most. Like, it was it was a lost death. He got the thing that he needed most sure. right before he yeah. died, and then he died. And that's almost the worst thing, because again, the whole point of Game yeah. of Thrones is, to have him dragged along and then would be to give him a fucking, you know, miserable I, death. On the other hand, Jorah, I had a theory as to how he was going to go out, and it, and it was very Game of Thronesy, and it didn't happen like that at all. The Jorah one really struck me because, and that's when I talk about, like, the sword thing. I know that sounds like a minor complaint, but, like, Jorah getting that sword was supposed to be important. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And yeah. It, it wasn't. It was not, no. And, uh... It it's almost, such a letdown. Her, the scene with him and her fighting fight back to back when he died almost seems like it was filmed on another day. Like yeah. it was like an afterthought or something. Also, oh, I, uh, the one thing I did like is the the whole Danny getting pulled off her dragon and then realizing that Danny is functionally fucking useless. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, was, um, that was pretty good. Because I, I, I was that was me. Like I'm like, yes, Danny's gonna die, but she didn't. It, it looked, it looked very it looked really, close. really bad. I for thought him. about you the whole time. Yeah, I'm glad. I was like, I was like, Joseph's gonna be so smug. About so <laughs> let's. I want to talk about the the. I guess the big shock of the episode, Arya. Yep. being the one to in the long night. Mm. I dug it. I was. I, I sure. That. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see it coming. I thought it was a. Strangely enough, I thought it was more of a completion for Bran's story than I thought it was a completion for Arya's. Mm. But it really makes me scared Arya is going to get her 
ass beat by the mountain yeah. very I did, soon. I did wonder what the fuck Bran was doing in that whole thing. I thought he was like... Why was he in Ravens? Yeah, like, I thought he was like... Yeah, that didn't pay off in any I way. I thought he was it. building, like, he was doing something, and that was gonna pay off when the Night King actually showed up, and no, he just... An was asshole was taking a nap battle. in a wheelchair. Yeah. I, um... You know... <laughs> <laughs> That sounded. <laughs> I don't know if that was over the line, but it was standing on the line. Yeah. Um, I, you know, uh, uh, you know, going into it, you thought, well, it's either going to be Danny or John. We're to the point where yeah. the big hero's got to be Danny or John. And man, I didn't want it to be. Uh, uh, I, I didn't want it to be Danny, but you know, John was too obvious, and I think. Arya's the perfect out for that. Like, yeah. Arya, you know, particularly since they, you know, had spent a little time. Like, there was a part in the episode where it's like, oh, Arya's a killing machine. And then it turns into, oh, no, she's just a kid. Like, you yeah. know, she's... And then, oh, no, Arya's a fucking killing machine. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, look, I, there again, it's... The whole show at this point is payoff, even right. if it's really unsatisfying, terrible payoff. But some of it's good payoff. You know, there's a lot of callbacks. There's a lot of repeated lines. I liked the the, the callback to the serial for Pharrell line being, like, her inspiration. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Um, Where it all clicked. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... No, I did like that bit a lot. Actually, I really liked Melisandre in this episode, like, yeah. I, the only thing, The only thing, again, I don't want to nitpick logic in it. I do want to come back to the fucking battle strategy, but I don't really understand. I guess, I guess for Melisandre, she defeated the Great Other, so her purpose is fulfilled, so she just can die at will? Yeah, I think she can just take off the thing and die. Well, yeah, but yeah. she's taken off the thing before and just been really fucking old. Yeah. I've also heard a theory that like she has so much like life force left, and so in like oh, okay, doing okay. doing the things she yeah, did, okay. basically she was willingly killing herself. Okay, okay, uh, I can I can get behind that. And a little she more. was good misdirection because you know you remembered she was on Arya's list, so yep. it was like well that's what she's here for. She's for here for a face off between those two, and they have that moment in the beginning where they lock eyes. So it was good. She was actually there to send Arya forward. It was a completely different thing. I she had a great line with Davos, which is like, "I'll be dead in the morning, so there's no need to execute me now." Right? Like, Davos never gets any fucking satisfaction. You know, I knew I knew if anybody was going to live in that room, it was going to be Davos because Davos's whole point is everyone I love is going to die except for me. Yeah, right. Yeah. I loved the like Dothraki like light up the swords right. bit, but the fact it only lasted fifteen seconds. <laughs> Which made for a cool visual, right? But gosh, there was no payoff to that. It but, made it seem useless. Uh, yeah, again, it's it's one of those things where we've been building this shit for fucking a decade, right? You know, and the whole thing about Danny is that she has she has gathered this massive, diverse army. She has the however many thousand Dothraki screamers and the however many thousand Unsullied. Yeah. And then, you know, there's this great army of the dead. And there's, like, there's no reason for any of it. They just hit against one each other, and then they both disappear. It, it, and It doesn't make sense why you would even have people outside of the Well, wall. yeah, well, first off, if you're in a fucking castle, why are you outside of the goddamn castle? Right. Yeah, what that the never... fuck are you doing? Because the whole idea that you're like, we're going to be outside the castle, and then we'll retreat in if we need. Why would you open the gates yeah, at right. all? What, did like... you think they weren't going to come if you're like, well, good, <laughs> What what was what was the alternative here? Yeah, I didn't I didn't like they, that. Bit. All the all the, the whole fucking Dothraki who've been there for season one all died for no fucking reason. 
on that note, Grey Worm survives for yeah, no reason. Despite, despite yeah. the very ominous Valor Margulis when, yeah. when uh, Melisandre rolls in. It definitely, at that moment, I was like, oh, he's, he's no, dead. None like, of the motherfuckers on the front line should have survived. The, multiple um, times. That, that's the issue I think I have, is for the people that survived, it was very, con- everyone who died was convenient to die. You could let those people die. Exactly, and, and yeah, yeah. nothing. The people who lived, like, you're like, th- there's no sacrifice, especially for Danny. There's really, she loses Jorah. Yep. I get it. But she's already lost Jorah. At one point, she banished him, and she was just fine. She had Sir Barristan Selmy, a badass, right. and she lost him. Right. Man, that, it was if, fine. if there's one person I wish the show had done better, it was Barristan Selmy. A hundred percent. He got screwed over. He did. And so, like, you could have taken away Grey Worm. It could have been a real loss. Yeah. Right. She could have lost Jorah and Grey Worm, and what does she do then? She has to rely on John. Like it just, it would have made her. Now she's comfortable. Now she's through the long night. She's like, I still got my badass general. I've still got two dragons. Let's go fuck this bitch up. Right. It it just doesn't have the emotional weight that I feel like it should. It also is like, like Cersei just doesn't feel like a threat now. You just no. beat the concept of death. Right. Yeah. Like, well, well, the whole thing now is that they don't have any, like, all their armies are fucking defeated because they had a terrible battle right. strategy, uh, which is their own fucking fault. I hope right. they all die because they deserve <laughs> to. You know what? Cersei deserves the fucking Game of Thrones because she's not a fucking moron. Yeah, she may win. <laughs> she might. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, like, everything about the battle plane really irritated me. And again, not just not just as, like, a nitpicky viewer, but as, like, in-universe, as people who have been planning for this and who have, like, it would it would even make more sense if they had never fucking seen the dead before. And, like, they were, they were planning a battle, which still would have been a bad battle plan, but they were still planning a battle against kind of, like, what they know living people are like versus, like, fighting people who can literally raise the dead at will. I mean, everything about the planet is bad. But yeah, of course the fucking crypts are going to go exactly right. the way that they were going to yeah. go. I would have been more satisfied if they didn't. If they did something else. If there was some Winterfell magic or something that like prevented. <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. Like they're like it was too predictable. Everything way. about it just fucking drove me crazy. One complaint I saw that this doesn't bug me at all is people were pissed off at the way John was. Uh, interacting with Viserion, and they're like, "What was he going to do? Just scream it to death?" I was like, at that point, John realized it was over. Oh yeah, right. absolutely they lost, and so he was going to put up his last stand, whatever it was. That is not a plot hole. Like no, that, I mean, actually, it's the same scene as the cap scene we were just yeah. talking about. Yeah, you know? no, it is actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's amazing. Know. They're very similar, and the Endgame is just infinitely right. better. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm so frustrated with this show. I, oh, by the way, I just want to say, I realized that I made the complaint about Valerian Steel, and I know the cat's paw is Valerian Steel. I just, it really frustrated me. We made such a point for so long to no, get absolutely. these characters, these swords. Because it, all these people would have yeah. it, and it didn't, it didn't matter yeah, that all, they all had and it. You, and you even, ha- you almost had the same amount of White Walkers as no, you absolutely. do sword and the, and, the, and the other White Walkers made no fucking difference. They don't yeah. even need to exist at any point no, in the story. No, 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 it's Solely the Night King is the only one that needs to exist. Yeah. So, you know, I think at the end of these bitchings every week, uh, where do you think it's going? I don't, I, I now think, and this is my only complaint about Arya being the one that killed the Night King, is I feel like it just means she will die at the hands of the mountain, and that's what's going to cause the Hound and the Mountain to fight. I, I, do, I do actually feel like we're back on board for your theory. Oh, of, really? Of, of the, uh, of well, the yeah, Hound killing the... Well, yeah, because still here? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I... I I, the, the mount could kill both of them, and uh, but I, I, I still, Jamie's still got to kill Cersei, in my opinion. I'm, I'm, I'm less confident on that than I was before. Yeah, had he died, I, I was less confident prior to episode three. 
the fact that he survived, mm-hmm. there has to be something else. Or maybe I'm just crazy. I will say, I, one of the things I did enjoy about the episode, one, I, I enjoyed the the just, like, shameless, I'm not even shameless, what's the word I'm looking for? Unblinking child murder was great. Of Leanna, Leanna Merman was, yeah. everything about that, that was, was great. Next next, to, <laughs> that was next the, to Arya, that was probably the best scene. That was the most Game of Thrones yeah. Game of Thrones has been in a while. Yeah. yeah. Sansa Tyrion, there's something there. Oh, for sure. Uh, that, that, that's what I was getting to. Tyrion is 100% up to something. I think the combination of seeing uh, Danny burn those people to death, the fact that she he talked about something with Cersei that we don't know about, and the fact that he keeps making dumb decisions, I'm making the air quotes here, Yeah, he's up to something. He's, you know, he's never been dumb before. I think he's trying to undercut Danny. That's what I thought Jorah's death was going to be. He was going to re- realize what... Uh, what Tyrion was up to, and he was going to die before he could you know, tell and, Danny. And that's the problem with this show to me, is the theories that we come up with and the internet comes up with are so much better right. than anything they actually fucking do, because I think, in-universe, that would make a lot of sense. But right. re- in reality, it's probably just because they have bad writers is why Tyrion's stupid yeah. now. It's it's just it's just so hard to say. But I will say, one of the things that was was fun was having uh, having Brienne and Jamie back-to-back, even though Jamie should have died with his fucking shitty-ass non-sword hand. Yeah. Uh, but the, the two pieces of ice back-to-back, you know, fighting the fighting for, for Winterfell. I don't know. That was, that was a cool no, moment. A cool I enjoyed moment. that. But yeah, no. I, Do you have any predictions, Joseph? Again, I'm 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 back on board with with Hertz. Jamie dies, Arya dies, Hound dies. Hi, is, did you? Is the Hound dies for you also? Hound Fuck dies. it, I don't give a shit. The Hound dies and and Bri- like Hound or Brienne comes in and, and fucking wrecks shit because she has connection with all three of those people right. essentially. Yeah. So she would be the ultimate Avenger. I, I just don't think I don't think. It's going to be hard for JV to find a way in at this point. Oh, I don't think Cersei can say no to him. I don't know. So do you think we're definitely done with the dead? I I, I don't know. Because, I mean, the only, the only thing I can think of, because right now, I don't see how Cersei's anything but fucked unless her mad scientist dude has found a way to raise the dead. Which he, he kind of has. has. He has with the one, and maybe he saw the White Walker and's like, shit, I can do more That's of an that. interesting point. Oh, man. I also walked away thinking... Bran is up to some shit. Like, oh, yeah. I just yeah. can't figure out what it is. But I kind of thought Bran was evil for a majority of that episode. I mean, there's, there, again, it's not something that they've talked about in the show, but in, in the books, there's a lot of allusions to the Three-Eyed Raven is a force for darkness. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, it definitely, I don't think he's got anybody's best interests at all. No. He may not be evil, but he's more like a force of nature. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well... We're gonna keep watching. There's only we, three left. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I intend to. We're gonna, I'm gonna continue hate watching, and we will continue hate talking about it unless it gets good again. But it's, it's I have a feeling episode four wanted, will be good. Again. Wanted to say that I'm, I'm still on board with this good. This wasn't the best episode, but it wasn't the worst. And the first two episodes were real fucking good. They were great. Yeah, they were great. Again, to me, it, it's it's one. It's the 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 amount of things that we've built to for this, mm-hmm. for the lack of payoff that we get for them, with with both the army of the dead, which has been the big threat the whole time, and like all of all of Danny's things, all the people who don't die, all like there there the should have been there should have been so much more payoff than we actually get than just kind of a normal battle, and most people survive. You know the important players, and that's and that's what it's turned into. It's no longer a full world. It's just the important people, just, and nothing else matters. Yeah, I, I get stuck on the prince that was promised. Yeah, and all of that. And, and the and the other problem to me is again, I, I feel like if the show is not about like this greater threat to to the concept of humanity and right. life, and the the show is really about 
who's fucking sitting on a fucking metal throne somewhere, then it is a dumb fucking show. I mean, I've always thought the end of the show should be the end of the throne. Right. No, and, that's absolutely and, what it should and be. However, that's accomplished, but it doesn't seem like that's what they're going. But towards. I yeah. like. I don't even. I don't even want it to. I don't even want it to be like they, they battle over it and then they talk about it and they decide. Oh, maybe we should be a democracy. Right. Like I feel like it should be like this. Should be this battle should be an existential discussion for humanity. Right. You know, it shouldn't be decided by Danny and John. You need to get your hopes. No, no, I know. I, I agree. I've, I've, I've come to realize that after episode three. But yeah, it, it, it just it broke to me what the show is about. Unless they bring back again, you know, there, there's more to this than we've seen. Yeah, Kyburn's a nasty dude, man. He is. Yeah. Right. It would be pretty awesome if he turned out to be like the big baddie. Yeah, end. that'd be cool. Because you know, at the very beginning, he's just kind of like this weird eccentric guy that fixes Jamie's hand or keeps right. it from rotting, and that's it. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, what if Kyburn ends up being the new Night King? That would be fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, th- I think that's it for this week. We'll we'll do this again next week. Are we going to do what we've been watching or no? Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, what 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 have we been watching? I don't really remember. We, know we didn't do it last week. No, uh, it's, it's been a little bit. We got to do it quick, though. I don't remember. I really remember two things. Iron Man 2, and it's not good. Yep. <laughs> but you know what? There are fun bits in it. Won't say it's not enjoyable. I'm still going to say it's better than Transformers. It probably is. Um, Sam Rockwell's great. Yeah, he's fun. He's got a bad tan in it. Reminds me of Donald Trump. <laughs> I rewatched Jurassic World The Fallen Kingdom this week. And? And you know what? It's a big, dumb movie. But it is a fun movie. And uh, I still really don't get the logic of the dinosaurs in the house. Sure. But gosh, that first hour on the island... And there's lava, and they're running for their lives, and somehow Chris Pratt doesn't get eaten by dinosaurs. I'm on board. It's stupid, but I like it. Can't say better than Transformers, <laughs> but I want to. Yeah, but I can't do it. Yeah, I, 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 I think I've said this on the show before, but I think that the worst of the Marvel movies is Iron Man two, but it's still better than Transformers. Yeah. Like the all the Marvel movies are good, even mm-hmm. if you know some aren't great. Uh, as for what I watched this week, I uh, I watched the uh, direct video Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Yes. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in the best adaptation of comic book stuff ever, even better than the MCU, is the DC Animated mm-hmm. Universe. And this was a return to that, and I really enjoyed it. There, there were some continuity issues that I like, why are you returning to this uh this universe if you're not paying attention to its continuity mm. but overall i thought it was good they they focused really on two new characters and the two new characters are fun so uh, so this is supposed to take place in the timiverse right it is okay but there's a huge hole as to why huh. it doesn't work <laughs> um but i still recommend watching it because it's good to have those people back it's great animation the fatal five designs are cool as fuck but uh yeah better than transformers i read the newest issue of heroes in crisis and oh my god, the raid! Just the fucking raid! Uh, you know, um, you know, it, it's hard not to talk about with uh, without spoilers, but I don't want to spoil something that someone might read out there. But they just this thing very much wants to harken back to another series called uh, Identity Crisis, and Identity Crisis basically falls apart with this really 
really dumb explanation as to how the murder happened. And this one tops it by a, by just a landslide. <laughs> and he just takes a huge dump on a character that's probably the most my generation's DC character. So, and I know that in the last issue, they're going to fix it with time travel. But one of the points of the DC universe, because they're always changing shit with time travel, and their big defense was like, why did you make my favorite story go away? Your favorite story didn't go away. Whatever happened still happened. It just isn't relative to the current continuity. So this issue will always have been have happened, and it'll always be kind of gross. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. I thought of two things. In the Star Wars realm i uh started reading dark force risings which is the second book in the thrawn trilogy i had started because we you know had talked to the author uh not too long ago i also read issue three of vader dark visions and boy was i angry um (laughs) so the this series is about how people view vader it's not about Darth Vader. It's about people around Darth Vader. And this issue is about a young Imperial officer woman who has fantasies about him. And when she confronts him, he murders her. Mm-hmm. And essentially what it was really is that it was an attack on a part of the fandom that ships people. And look, am I like Ray and Kylo are going to get together? I don't really think so. But people who do, you have every right to think that. Uh, There should not be a comic book by the same freaking company that makes the movie that you're giving money to that attacks you for thinking that. That's some bullshit. I I do think I've always thought, because, you know, I'm definitely someone who has my head cannon on things that Mm -hmm. I, things I've decided they went that way, even though they ended the way. So I'm not going to, you know, crap on you because you think your two characters need to fuck. Yeah. I just don't know why you need me to think they're (laughs) going to fuck. But by the same token... I don't think, uh, uh, I mean, it almost validates it by yeah. taking a stance against it. I think that's stupid. It was really bad. I also know about this, but just because there are so many outrage articles about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Because, of uh, like, look. The, I have been reading the series. Yeah, the, the, peop- the, the people who, uh, and, and again, you know, I, I haven't read it, so I can't say for sure. I know I know the author has come down saying that that is that is not the intent. Yeah. But it it seems very much like it is the intent. But those are your fucking most rabid fans. Of course they're going to come after yeah, you. Yeah, 100%. Who is the writer on this run of base? I forgot. It wasn't him initially. It was uh the guy who wrote the book version of Last Jedi was the original author and he got taken off in the middle of like the production cuz he made some comments about Donald Trump and of course people got offended and blah 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 and so this other guy came in but i I can't remember off the top of my head i know there was a lot of drama behind it but it sucks it's not good (laughs) good to know uh i have not been watching that much just again powering through critical role i will get there i will you're not done yet i'm not done it takes there every one of them is like fucking four hours long it's not my fault but uh the only other thing i watched this past weekend was uh the Childish Gambino movie that oh, got, the one got, on Amazon that Prime? got dropped on Amazon called Guava Island. It's him and uh, Rihanna and Rihanna and Letitia Wright and the guy who plays Zoro Zohan Doxus in uh, in Game of Thrones from season two. And that's pretty much it. It's not really good. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> it's it's only fifty five minutes long, but it felt like two and a half hours to me. Uh, there's there's a couple scenes where it, it's like music videos for Childish Gambino songs where he sings and does the whole thing. It's it's okay. I mostly wanted to watch it because 
early days Donald Glover before he was Childish Gambino when he was just that kind of funny guy on that show that some people watch. Right. I had like a very open and like almost over the top celebrity crush on Rihanna. Right. And so just just the idea that that like you know, he cast her in this movie opposite as, as like, the romantic lead. Like, I see what you're doing, man. You're living your dream, and I respect that. I feel like Donald Glover's gotten too much in his own headspace. He absolutely has. I, I, some, I read some tweet the other day. It was like, how many years has it been since Donald Glover had a shirt on? <laughs> it's been at least <laughs> it's been two. been a while, yeah. yeah he's, he does not wear a lot of clothing in this movie. And which would be great if he looked good without a shirt, but he looks like me without a shirt. <laughs> you know? Uh, but, yeah, no, that, that's that's all I've been watching. Whenever, whenever I get all the way caught up on Critical Role, we'll have a fucking party. <laughs> but I think that's it for this week, yeah? Yeah, that's it. Do we have a plan for next week? Uh, I don't remember what next week I don't week remember is. either. We'll do something next week. Yeah. Because that's that's what, we, that's what we're here for. There's a calendar. I just haven't looked at it. It's, it's wrong. It's been wrong for a long time. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you like this, please rate and subscribe and tell your friends. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us at realphonies at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies and on Instagram at real underscore phonies. Uh, thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme, and we will see you guys later. Later.